dropped like yesterday or the day before. Like, oh yeah, new campaign out. We're like, so. (laughs) Spoiler: It it was Saturday. Saturday was the troublemaker, but uh... awful. (laughs) I wound up shutting it off like halfway. Yeah, you're gonna do it again? Craig, you're gonna do it again? Don't be an asshole, Craig. Let's take a see, drink. Craig. Take you need to take a, take a drink, Craig, but don't get drunk. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 76, and I am Al. And I'm Nick. Oh my god, man. Oh my god. Uh, what a month it has been. I know, I know, I had said we were going to get back to our normal cadence. Once again, uh, more life uh, came up and it was just crazy, but thankfully things are now slowly starting to settle down. <laughs> slowly. In italics. Um, yeah. Before we go down that road, what have you been up to, Nick? <laughs> Well, just like uh, basically, I've been playing kind of a backlog of of Xbox or uh, game. I should say Xbox, but Game Pass, uh, Game Pass games. Really, um, again, uh, we'll we'll get to it later with the E three list. You know, just incredible. Like again, you know, like, I feel like Microsoft should be paying us every time. You know, we talk about it. Give us the nickel. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, technically, they do pay me. That's yeah, for my day job. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but uh it, yeah just the, the list has been incredible in terms of you know what they're continually adding and just w- what's on there you know these days um can't beat it i know i, I think uh i don't know did i up these from last time yeah i think i, I think i think i think i talked about this last time uh yeah you touched two. on all three i remember talking yeah, about yeah, yeah okay because i forgot to update my notes here oh my god we're so professional <laughs> Ah, sorry, right. you've been keeping all the E3 notes while I know, I've been right? <laughs> what, what I have been playing this week uh, has been Iron Harvest. Um, oh, how is that? That is that is a lot of fun. I played, I, I'm pretty sure I played it back at PAX 2020. They, I'm, I'm pretty sure they yeah. had a booth there. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I feel like we played that. Yeah, and uh, and, and you know, I was like going through the, like the list, yeah, you know, for whatever reason. It's like, oh, Iron Harvest. Oh, I that's to like play that it. alternate history thing, right? Yeah, it's basically basically it's a World War One alternate history, except it's steampunk mech. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's super fun. I'm pl- I'm going through the campaign, and uh, the the missions are uh, I, well, I I say hard, but they're they're you have to be methodical uh so okay. in, in like the traditional rts like more or less like once you get to a certain tipping point with your resources and whatnot you just you know you build end up building like the largest army ever and just roll steamroll the enemy you know? <laughs> this one they, they kind of lock everything in a little bit because you have a you basically have a unit count uh, i say unit count but um troop count limiter um so right. it's, you know each unit costs certain certain number of troops so like you know the largest mech you can make costs like seven or you can just pop out some regular troopers and they're just one. right so you can't just like swarm exactly so you have to you have to balance everything and the maps are big enough that like one map uh, oh, oh it's so fun it was uh you basically got to control a rail gun train Ooh. Uh, and you had these tracks like literally going everywhere. And I, I didn't know what to expect because I'm used to like other RTSs where like you're protecting something like a train or something. It'll simply go to these checkpoints automatically once you like, you know, 
defeat a certain you know checkpoint or whatever yeah and you, you basically have no controls like oh whoop de do no you had like i have full i can make it go forwards backwards i can deploy the gun you know use it to actually support my troops you know i saw it to like protect it as part of this thing but it's actually a whole lot of fun and it took me about two hours to do the whole thing wow and it wasn't in it i wouldn't say it was a slog like it never felt like oh like oh the, just like why was this game in it was just more like wow that was like because it was actually laid out very methodically in terms of like not only storytelling but just kind of like mechanically of how you kind of initially were scouting with the train and then eventually you start building a base with the train then you have to take a bridge and then get across the bridge and you know take out the enemy stronghold um so it's, it's just, it ends up being a whole lot of fun. And the story is actually pretty decent for an RTS. I mean, you know, the, wow. the graphics aren't you know, anything to write home about. But I would say absolutely worth the download uh, from Game Pass. They do have uh, two DLCs that you'd have to pay for. And I'm very half tempted to pick those up because apparently that those have... Uh, campaigns in them too and it has multiplayer oh, wow. but but i'm you know i'm not too worried about that like i'm enjoying like just like these campaigns and you would think like oh it's like these campaigns are really short because it's only I, I, I think ultimately I've, I've played you know for the one campaign and i think there's three in the main game um i think there was like four or five maps yeah. but again you're spending so much time on this map doing actually doing different things as part of that that it feels like a much much longer game and, and oh that's cool it, it's really well thought out versus our other rts where again it's just like you know more, most of the time it's just like try to steamroll the the computer without it you know try to get around it cheating and whatnot <laughs> whereas <laughs> this one it's like it, it feels like it's intelligently laid out like like the bridge part without getting too spoiler like what every time i tried to cross the bridge it almost <laughs> tried to counter me and would like start choke pointing you know on this bridge oh and cool the, and the eye was like reacting to me to you know sending troops across so it actually took me a little bit to get across secure the foothold and then you know keep moving but it, but it felt natural it wasn't like oh the enemy's just you know outpacing me for some you know whatever reason like you know it actually felt logical with what it was doing so that's cool that's cool um, yeah, I mean, oh, hell, as far as me, um, thanks to uh, some of the streamers I watched, I realized in September, um, what is it, Owlcat Games is releasing the sequel to Pathfinder Kingmaker, which is uh, oh. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous. So I started playing through Pathfinder Kingmaker again, and... Its initial release, I would say, was was kind of buggy. Um, I, stuff, other stuff came out, but I do remember really enjoying it, just never completing it. Hmm. So I was like, "All right, I've got three months. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this game." So I've been playing playing this a ton. Um, started over from the beginning, generated my own main character, and. Um, there's a lot of great NPCs. Like again, it's it's very similar. If you've played Baldur's Gate, uh, Pillars of Eternity, it's that same kind of two D mm -hmm. isometric, but absolutely gorgeous uh, version of that interface. And just the world is beautiful, methodically made. Um, and what makes it really unique and a whole lot of fun is they really pull on the Kingmaker subsetting for Pathfinder, which deals with running a kingdom. So, like, the game starts out, and you're, you know, just one of the mercenaries that are summoned by this uh, leader. She's known as a sword lord. 
uh, of this realm called the Stolen Lands. She doesn't lead it, but she's like on the outskirts in this main city. And you're basically with a bunch of people, and you're all tasked with bringing down uh, this bandit king called the Stag Lord. And whoever does gets to take over the lands, you know, and rule the, the quote-unquote lands as barren. And that's like the start of your kingdom. So the first chapter, the chap prologue in the first chapter is what I would call like your traditional RPG. And that's a good maybe five, six hours, right? Like, maybe mm-hmm. more, like, if you want to be, like, real completionist. And then chapter two is, like, you you you, you complete that quest, and there's a ton of ways to go about it. And, like, alignment's, like, super, super important. You know, like, you're not just picking lawful whatever and forgetting about it. Like, every choice you make will subtly impact your alignment as the game goes on. And that will determine, you know, when you get to chapter two, you're going to start ruling a kingdom. And the companions that you have will make a pretty big impact because they become your advisors. And you basically, you're running a kingdom at this point. You assign them to, you know, like chancellor or high priest or whatever. And then there's like a city building aspect where you're, you know, building buildings that will up your kingdom stats. And then you're dealing with running a kingdom. Like people will petition you, something's going on, and it's something that... You know, you can send an advisor to investigate, but then they're unavailable for 14 days. Well, during that 14 days, you might go investigate another thing that you can actually investigate personally, and it becomes like an expedition that then becomes, again, like your traditional D&D, going on an adventure, like doing the thing or whatever. And it's just, it's super, super well done. I mean, all the uh, updates they've done to it, uh, one of my favorite being that they, just like Pillars of Eternity... Um, released kind of a 2.0 and it made it uh, turn-based if you want it. With the click of a button you can turn the combat from real-time, which was always kind of my complaint with Baldur's Gate. I was never a huge fan with it. You can hit a button and then each character can take their turn in turn like D&D or Pathfinder. You know, you have your move actions and based on your stats you can move a certain distance and then you can do whatever skills, spells, or attacks you you know you're able to do, and it it just brings back that tabletop experience uh, that I've always loved in computer games, and this game just does it really really well. Um, so you throw in, it's got you know just all the good trimmings and graphics. The soundtrack's wonderful. I actually wound up grabbing it on Spotify. Uh, or one of the services. I have to be sure I know where I'm getting it from, but I got it. <laughs> and, um, and just the writing is really, really good. Like, I'm really invested in this story, and I'm like, I'm building up my kingdom, and I want to see this through. So I've primarily been playing that kind of like, I get some like between time from when the kids go to bed to when, like, you know, I go hang out with my wife in the living room while either watch a movie or just, you know, chat and chill, and I'll play some something on the xbox and you know we'll hang out um so that's what i've been playing then and then during that time like if we're kind of just chilling or doing stuff around the house and i'll sit and play some xbox after a while for a bit i've been playing the new release this week uh scarlet nexus Mm, Um, yeah let me tell you what um again i get very hesitant to get into jrpgs um, a, because I, I love them dearly. Uh, I, I did as I was younger, I'll say that. Uh, now, you know, it depends on the grindy, it depends on this. But, 
the reason being, like, you know, it depends. Some of them can have very hit or miss stories um, to keep, you know, to keep me invested. Like, I gotta be grinding for a reason. Um, and this one is really freaking good. Uh, at least to me so far. Like, I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's kind of told like an anime manga, like, uh, animated comic book scenes, kind of like in the cutscenes and stuff. The combat is super fun. Uh, oh, uh-oh, speaking of the lady. Just going to silence that and censor it when I edit. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty solid. I'm really, really digging it. The combat, like I said, is just really fun. It's like a cyberpunk setting, and there's this whole uh, brain link thing that they do where you're kind of linking your you know, powers with your party, hmm. and like you can borrow their powers, because you can't control them, but you can borrow their powers for yourself and use them. So like, I have one party member who can speed you up so fast, it's as if the you know time has slowed down, quote-unquote. And then you can use that for enemies that move super fast so that you can go beat the shit out of them and, like, you know, hit them pretty easily. So there's a lot of strategy involved, which I'm really digging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not turn-based. Like, it's, it's like, live button-mashing combat, but it's done well. Um, so I've been playing that for most of the week. I was just... I was actually just on a vacation. Um, and I got another one coming up this week, which is lovely. But, uh, yeah, I just got back from the beach with the family, and I wound up playing that down there. Uh, one of my wife's friend, like childhood friends, came to hang out with us for a night or two, and we wound up like staying up late as hell playing it. Like I'm just really, really digging it. Um, but yeah, Scarlet Nexus totally, totally worth a grab. And uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker, like seriously, if you dig those kind of RPGs, like Baldur's Gate, Pillars, Pillars of Eternity, you know all that stuff, definitely, definitely, definitely jump on uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker before the sequel comes out, because I'm sure the sequel is going to be awesome, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing, what I've been playing. Like I said, I just got back from the beach, and then had a hellish week of work. I'm beyond exhausted, fighting tire fires, and um, I'm just really looking forward to at least having another kind of laid-back week, even though I'll still be kind of coordinating <laughs> tire firefights. But I should Isn't be that always to... the case when you go on vacation? You come back and just like the <sighs> workload is huge. Well, in my my case, um, it's a major a major launch happened this week. Uh, ah. I, I posted about that, and I've taken over the post release support for that. And ah, um, yeah, I'm just I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, all is good, man. All is good on that front, and. Um, it's cool. Like we're kind of moving to like a summer hours thing. Like we got the week off next week. Like the entire company, even though I'll still kind of be working a little bit. And then uh, after that week, we have Fridays off till the end of August. Like I oh, can't nice. bitch, can't bitch. It's good stuff. So yeah, like life is good. Um, been really busy, uh, but yeah. All right. So that's what we've been playing. I know we normally. All right, we'll do release highlights really quick because Nick and I have got something super, super cool to talk about oh, yeah. when it when it comes to news. Uh, so, yeah, just some release highlights that I wanted to point out that that Nick hasn't already mentioned. Uh, as I mentioned, Scarlet Nexus is out. It's definitely worth a grab. Go check that out. Uh, the update I just caught before we started recording that might actually make me uh, check this out again is uh, Greedfall just got a free... 
PS5 slash Xbox Series XS upgrade, and it's available on Game Pass. Like, you can grab it and play the updated version with all the blinky lighty effects and the, you know, updated director's version or whatever the hell they're calling it. So I might give that one another try. Uh, I know you played that, Nick. How far did you get into that? I actually never got around to play it. It's, it's, it's been on my list. Like, I know it's been on the Game Pass. I just haven't got around to actually play it. <laughs> well, it might be a good good time to check it out. Like I said, they just released a big update this week. Um, so I'm going to give it a look. Uh, if you remember from our last episode, I was talking about a VR game that I played with uh, Hoodie Ninja and uh, some of his pals uh, called Demio or Demio. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, which very much reminded me of VR Heroes Quest, Hero Quest, um, and we had played through the first campaign, had an absolute blast. It was a total good time, tons of fun, and uh, we were like, "All right, well, you know, we'll we'll get together whenever they release the second campaign." And based on what we read, like we weren't expecting it until sometime in August, and they just dropped like yesterday or the day before. Like, oh yeah, new campaign out. We're like. Bleh. So <laughs> we might we might be getting together either this weekend or next to play uh, Demio again. So keep oh, an nice. eye out on Hoodie, Nin- Hoodie Ninja's channel. We'll do. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you're not busy, uh, depending on when we play, uh, you're welcome to join us. I think you can play up to four players. And yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's you'll be like so mind blown at how amazingly good this game is and how polished it is. And uh, it's just a great great VR experience if you like. Again, a very tabletop style hero quest experience, like literally grabbing your character and placing them on the board and mm-hmm. rolling dice. Like it's so fun. Nice. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yes, let us move on to oh, the yes. big item of the evening. <laughs> so Nick and I had the wonderful privilege uh, this past. Sunday, right? Yeah, uh, Saturday. Saturday. Was it Saturday? It was Saturday night. It? it was. I mean, the lockdown. Lockdown con was all weekend, but we were right, there right, Saturday right. night. So, uh, as you all might remember, uh, our magnum opus, our interview with Neil Halford, the great and powerful Neil Halford, um, he reached out to us. I think we had mentioned it on a previous episode, uh, and invited us to be on a panel. At this uh, on this convention he did uh, last year, they were doing a part two this year called Lockdown Con, and he invited us to be a part of a panel called Heroes on the Mi- Heroes at the Mic, and uh, that happened last Saturday. Um, literally after I had got done driving five and a half hours from the beach with my family, <laughs> I'm surprised I was in as good a shape as yeah, I, I was. I'm surprised mentally. you're holding it together as well. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but I gotta tell you, uh, I mean, how how fun was that, dude? Oh man, so so insightful, and I, I wish there was more time. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that the panel uh, that joined us. Um, Goldie Thoughts on Twitter. She's she's doing some amazing stuff, and I've been having a lot of fun uh, watching her do kind of a live stream playthrough of Betrayal at Crondor, and it's amazing because like I know my Crondor super fans, and Goldie Thoughts is a damn super fan. Like it's just fun sitting on the stream and like I'm like, oh yeah, here comes this little fun known fact. I wonder, she's like, and fun little fact, like she she really, like she knows the game 
really well, and she's nice. just fun to watch. It was really fun to listen to her. Kind of t- like the whole point of the panel was talking kind of about our journey as podcasters, and you know, part of it's like what stuff do you use and all that, but it was more like kind of what got us into this and and what we're about. And um, it was fun learning some more about uh, goalie thoughts. And then Steve, uh, was it was it? I, I I'm so sorry if I get this wrong, and I I should have gotten it right before him. It was like a, the realm within. Uh, was his cast? I think and so. Yeah, he just does like amazing deep dives and like history and stuff, and and just he's a, a question asker, storyteller. I forget how he phrased it, but like he, I just want to sit and talk to this guy for five hours because like <laughs> he I, I I guess him and Neil go way back, but like he was just he was just a font of like deep knowledge and just it was really entertaining to hear him talk kind of about his journey and like yeah, his Steve podcast. Garrett within the realm Steve Garrett within the realm thank you yeah it's it's really really good it's a great cast check him out uh he's he he was he was a riot I liked him a lot and then um I, I have to say, uh, the the other partners on the panel, I could not get enough of these two. Uh, the Nerd Couple. The, the Nerd <laughs> Couple podcast. Yeah, Jen I, and uh, John Curtis. Or Jen Page and John Curtis. Jen Page, yet. John Curtis. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. They were a riot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute hoot to listen to. And very insightful, too. Oh, totally. Totally. So I will say... They were critically wrong on one factoid. What was that? They brought up, they did a, a, a podcast Thunderdome, Nerd Dome. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. On uh, 1980, was it 1984 versus 1982? Or was I, it I, just? I, I think it was 84, yeah. I think It I, was I, just 1984 uh, in it, movie it, releases, right? Yeah, I think I think it was like just within the eighties overall. Yeah, it was which it, within the, within the decade of eighties, which year was the best year for nerddom, essentially in terms of movie releases at least. Yeah, and their their nerd th- nerd thunderdome dome said nineteen eighty four, and yes, I will say, nineteen eighty four has an incredible slate of movies. However, Neil brought up nineteen eighty two. During the panel, and I'm looking at the list of these, and I'm like, "Oh God, it's such a tight race." But uh, the Harryhausen in me just kind of started leaning towards '82. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, I gotta lean the same way. Like '82 had had so many good things. I mean, you know, chief of which being a Star Trek fan. Come on, Wrath of Khan. Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to say they were super fun. I've started like going through some of their backlog and it was like, I was telling my wife, I was like, I was like, him watching these two. And they're actually the ones that I think based on the, the suggestions they had on what they use in their equipment, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about, um, as we start kind of kicking this in fresh into a more steady cadence, uh, bringing us into a live element again and actually doing mm. that regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, seeing the, the StreamYard thing that they were using and how easy that is to oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. set things up. I think I'm going to look into that more before our next episode, so don't be surprised if the next time you see us, it's live, we're on video, and interacting with you all. I think we're really excited to do that. We've done that once or twice, and it was super cool. 
<clears throat> but I just think now that we're, I'm in a more of a position to do this on a bit more of a steady basis, I'm definitely gonna gonna check that out. But anyway, I, I've been going like, through. We'll probably still throw up the recordings for those of you that can't make. Oh no, I will show. always. Yeah, uh, yeah I will <laughs> still with the fear, caveat. Not to fear, listeners. Not to fear. <laughs> yeah, not to fear. No, I, I will always, always, always. Um, again, do the edits and provide an audio version of the cast simply because, like. I always listen to podcasts in my car. I didn't really ever care about the video, and I know there's plenty of people like me. So I'll always, we'll always continue to do that. But um, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, babe, I'm watching these two, and it's like looking in a mirror. I'm like, they, <laughs> it's us. Like, you are her. I am John. You said his name was John, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, dude, it, it's so funny just watching the two of them interact. Like, like at one point, like, she was Jen was saying something, and then like John started, and she's like, I'm talking, damn you. And I'm like, dude, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it was, I like, if you couldn't tell just based on our conversation, we had so much fun hanging with the panelists. And again, it just gave us another chance to hang and chat with Neil, which to me is like, is like stolen gold, gold hours, man. It was just a good time. And uh, the overall convention, I have to say, was just awesome oh like, yeah like i was i was tuning in like almost all of saturday just like you know having on the background i was doing you know some things during the day and they're like they had a star trek panel they had that trek panel was pretty good like that yeah that was that was fantastic because i think it was uh, if i'm not mistaken a bunch of writers and or at least you know people associated with the production of star mm-hmm. trek i think yeah, um, yeah, that was the impression I caught. And uh, yeah, and then they had like you know several other things. Uh, the beyond the sky and below the sea was really fascinating with the you know basically the you know NASA science lab, but uh, I can't remember his name. But yeah, uh, I think both of them actually worked at NASA, and then uh, one one was for, like from the Ocean Institute. So it was talking about like exploration both within space and then you know under the sea. Remind remind me of you know <laughs> yeah, funny if I was watching the uh, James Cameron uh documentary on his his challenger deep dive uh yeah. a day or two earlier and it's like wow <laughs> how coincidental yeah and i have to say in that note um your name came up a few times uh in this um panel uh mr richard garriott um, <laughs> just saying we still gotta have you on here and especially now that you went to the bottom of the ocean that's true that's true i, I want to hear this story yeah, I got to reach out to him again. I am hoping things have calmed down enough for him uh, and that he doesn't have the bends or anything and we can actually talk about his amazing, excellent journey. Uh, that aside, uh, yeah, I mean, the convention was great. Uh, Neil really, I, I, God, I can only imagine the labor of love it is to put one of these on, but it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and, big shout out to him. I mean, like, like, I think he said, uh, like, I, I don't know if he didn't have ac or did he shut it off to you know reduce you know he's on his garage he didn't have AC, or i think he might have shut it off i think it, he said he shut that, it up yeah and he was like it's like it's getting up to 100 in here i gotta take a break he's like, <laughs> like jesus neil <laughs> <laughs> oh and then like you know i got curious i wanted to see you know last year's lockdown con like he just gets the gifts man mm-hmm, did you see mm-hmm. the video from last year's lockdown con yeah, I, I know uh, you've watched I, I think i watched a clip of it i didn't watch the whole thing though I was gonna say I know you watched the Lord of the Rings appendices as much as I have. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he had on Jed Brophy and Mark Hadlow. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, like Nori and Dory from The Hobbit, but like Jed Brophy has been involved with the production of Lord of the Rings since you know the first three movies. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a great interview because like yeah. 
I forget what movie he was doing at the time, but Jed Brophy is literally on camera in his mocap suit. <laughs> <laughs> just like between takes or something, huh? Yeah, it was great. Like, I just, I, I'm telling you, like, the amount of love that Neil and his wife, Jana, put into Lockdown Con, like, I'm still blown away that we're included. It's like, all right, I guess we mean something. <laughs> but... It was just awesome to be a part of these people that were yeah, on absolutely. the panel with us. It just, like, I remember beforehand, like anything else, you know, I get really nervous with stuff like that. And, and, um, but within like the first minute of Neil kicking it off, I'm like, oh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really good time. And, uh, I just want to say a big thank you uh, mm-hmm. to Neil. To Goldie Thoughts, to the nerd couple, to Steve. Like, it was so much fun to be on a panel with y'all and, and again, just chatting with everybody, hanging with Neil. Uh, I swear I could do that. <laughs> I could do that every week. I'm sure Neil couldn't with the convention play. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was an honor and a privilege, and I'm just really happy we got to be a part. Yeah, absolutely. Big thank you. Yeah, check out Lockdown Con on Twitter. Um, and lockdown, I think it's just lockdowncon.com. Uh, if you weren't able to catch it live, that's fine. That it, it was recorded. Uh, yeah, lockdowncon.com. You can see the uh, the updates and the flashbacks and and all the videos. Like it's it's so so worth just going and watching these panels. They were great, and uh, I hope you all enjoy them. And if you have even as half the fun that Nick and I did, you're you're in for a good night. Um, but yeah, so that's our, our lockdown con news, you know, more news with uncle Neil is great. And, um, this next one I'm giving to you, dude, cause I'll be honest. The only thing I was really able to focus on the last month was E3. Uh, you have definitely been more in the trenches. So let's, uh, <laughs> hand it over to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- this entire next list is basically <laughs> encompassing what we can call E3 of, of 2021. Um, some of it was like ancillary stuff around E3 and some of it was in, you know, E3 specifically. Um, gotcha. I'm just going to be going through a lot of list of games. Uh, I might actually drop, you know, a few that I, I don't recall anymore, but basically I, I was, as, as I was watching the various, you know, streams, cause again, you know, for those who may not know, E3 was still held virtually much like yeah, it was virtual year. this year. Yeah. Except yeah, uh, I, I, I couldn't remember at first, like, how did E3 happen last year? Because I know it was virtual, but I, I looked it up again. It was like it was spread out over like se- like almost an entire month, I think. I think it, it was, was like, it was a long E3, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was basically like every week was kind of like, you know, another like Xbox did one week, Nintendo did another week. That's right. And, I forgot yeah, about I, that. I think PC did another. So it was very, very spread out. I was like, how did like it's, it didn't feel the same? And like this time, they smashed everything in it. Like it was almost like as if it was on the floor, but I think even more compressed because it was suddenly they were vying for your attention in terms of just smashing yeah. all these games into, into, you know, a show of some sort. And um, yet, and we'll get to this, like, yeah. and yet with that format in mind, some of these still showed like way too much of nothing. We'll oh, talk about oh that. man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll, it, it, you know, spoiler. It, it was Saturday. Saturday was the troublemaker, but uh, that was awful. <laughs> I wound up shutting it off like oh, halfway through. It, it, it was, it was bad. Like I was just, I was, you know, bored to tears by the end of it. But, but basically everything kind of started around Thursday. Um, there was a Thursday preview. I forget what uh, exactly it was called, but it was, it was, it was hosted by Jeff Keeley. 
uh, he kind of did this whole like kind of initial preview thing that I don't think it was technically part of E3, but it kind of quasi kicked it yeah, off. Yeah, it kind of kicks it off a little yeah. bit. Um, there wasn't much out of it. Um, uh, and then I think the same day, I have, I have it on the same day, I think. No, but what, you put something here that has me curious because I was talking to my buddy, uh, I, his screen name anyway, Assassin. Mm-hmm. He and I are, are very keen, we're, well, were very mm-hmm. keyed into Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah. And the last bit of news I heard from it was back in February when they canned the initial development team. Yeah, you have so, you have an item here. Was there any news on that? So that that's where I was confused because I I think I wrote it down quickly, but it kept it, you know as it developed. I think this is the one. It's either the one that's already out or th- this is different than than the other. Oh no no no! They showed something different. Okay, so you're that, right. That's what this is because because what is it? Uh, it's like. It was Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines, but I think the one that where everyone got canned was a Vampire Masquerade something else. It was no, it was, it's Vampire the Mas. Was it? Wait, is this it? Blood Hunt. Uh, I have Bloodlines. No. I don't know. <laughs> I have to look it up again. Yeah, no, I'm looking this up now because th- this is pretty important. Because I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I think it's Blood Hunt. Or Swan Song? No. Because there's two. I'm looking at two. There's Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, and Blood Hunt, both released three weeks ago. Um, Hold on. I'm just going to do this real quickly, y'all. It looks like Blood Hunt was the one that was revealed at E3. Okay. Okay. Maybe it was Blood Hunt. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is totally totally different. Um, And so... Barring um, a major miracle, <laughs> uh, unless they are just starting from scratch and it's going to be another year before we hear anything more, uh, there was no mention of Bloodlines 2 at E3 right. that I caught. So whether or not it's still coming out, I'm leaning towards probably not, unfortunately, because I think I, I think there was a lot of, of push behind it from fans of the series. Uh, but we'll see. But there are some other Vampire the Masquerade games coming out. I know that um, some of the more popular ones lately have been like the visual novel ones that they did, and I played them, and they're 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 fun. Like for you know, if you like that kind of thing. Uh, but no, I'm looking I'm looking more for I need another Bloodlines like done right, and uh, I don't think we're gonna get it. That's not yeah. nearly as bad of news as what the Ubisoft thing was. Yeah, yeah that makes sense because oh it, it was some kind of vampire thing, but it, but it wasn't the one that where everyone like, can type of thing. Yeah, it's like so I, I wrote it down quick. I'm like, wait, what was this again? Um, but um, but but the other thing to stand out from uh, Thursday was an Evil Dead co-op. Um, yes. Oh my God, that looked fun with with, uh, with Bruce Campbell in it and in, in it. voice and and advertising like he, he voice was, he was, and likeness. Yeah, he was, he was a part of it. it. Um, so this is kind of like, uh, you know, the, uh, I think it's the four, four, ver, four V one style. Yep. Um, so much like predator and, you know, the day, daylight, you know, style, uh, except you know, you're playing, you know, various, you know, teens escaping from, uh, you know, the, the evil dead. And you know, I guess one of the characters oh. can be, uh, Ash. You can play, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, there Ash. was Ash. There was. Henry from mm-hmm. uh, Army of Darkness. That, the, that, you're right. Yeah, it kind of yeah, it kind of brought everything all together, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was Henry yeah, yeah. the Red. There was, I think, the other knight. There was, 
again, it looks like everybody in the Evil Dead movie series made an appearance. I was yeah. giddy. He's like, like this looked <laughs> so good. I can't wait to play it. Like it had the Bruce one-liners. Mm-hmm. It had uh, the evil Bruce, like the evil undead knight. Like, Rrr! like it was just yeah, yeah, great. yeah, exactly. It's like all the great callbacks. Yeah, it's like it's like okay, yeah, sign me up. Like, yeah, sign me up, dude. I'm all in on that one. I can't wait to play it. Like, that's gonna just be a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good highlight for Thursday. Um, and, and then, we, then we—I think that's when we got into Saturday. Uh, I think it did kick off with basically a segment called "Wholesome Games," and they—they they were very wholesome. Um, like, yeah. It, again, if you're looking for like more fra- family-friendly style games, like I—I I would watch that segment again. There wasn't too much substance to it. It was just like very quick. You know, yeah. like usually like title cards and maybe like you know thirty seconds of gameplay, which um, I would say is a, what a lot of other people should have done in E3. Yeah, e- yeah, yeah, like I, I think some should show. I would have liked to see a little more on like what do these games, but the ones I wrote down uh, with, I, I think most of these were kind of like RPG ish. Yeah, they look kind of uh, cool. Like Lego uh, Builder's Journey. Yeah. Oh, dude. yeah. That that took me by surprise. Like, yeah, that, um, I'm like, all right. Because uh, it, it's very, it, you know, it looks like photorealistic Legos. So un, unlike um, the current Lego games, which are like, you know, the Skywalker Saga or Indiana Jones or. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of cartoony, like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it has yeah. A, it has that cell shape, like I said, cartoony. This this like it looks like real Legos, and it's kind of it looks like a puzzle game kind of where it's like you kind yeah. of like got to build and get pieces to move and whatnot. And I was actually intrigued by. It. I, I kind of want to see more and like what is it and can you actually like just you know is there like a creator mode in it because it actually looks a lot better for creating something. Than Let's like say like the, a Minecraft or something, yeah. Well, Minecraft or even like there, there's like a basic uh, Lego building <laughs> app out there that you can, you know. Oh yeah, Lego Worlds or something like that. No, no, no it's, it's no. not even a game. It's just like it's just like a it's it's a builder app, oh. you know, in and of itself. So a lot of the a lot of the uh, my own creation or mock builders will use that to basically test build whatever they're doing and then actually oh, okay. collect pieces in real life. I'm wondering if you can actually do something like that in this. Now they didn't advertise that, so uh, it was just more of a question on my part. Because again, this this look, I mean, as a game, it looked fantastic. Like again, yeah, I was say it looked really, really intriguing. Style. So I, I kind of wanted to see more. Being a Lego fan, it's like mm, this this intrigues me. <laughs> yeah, no, this looked really cool because it's it's definitely like my kids are real into that. I you know I'm into it too, but like I can see my kids having a blast with that and like mm-hmm. something we can play together. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and it's either out or it's coming very very soon uh oh it I is i think i saw it on steam um, really it's like eminent i have to double check on that lego builder's journey uh oh i think it just came out was it just this this like this week right i think yeah 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 so yeah, there you go, go uh, uh <laughs> re- i'm just looking at the top three reviews right now a beautiful brick-based puzzle game Lego Builder's Journey Review, Breaking Beautiful. Wow. Okay, gonna go buy that when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a ways off yet, based no, on what they no, didn't show. No, like, it, I mean, it was, like, that was the thing. It, again, it was very, very simple, nothing super complicated to it, and it, it just, like, it, it came out of nowhere. I, I didn't even know this thing was being, you know, being made, but it's like, you know, at first I saw, like, wait, is that Lego? And then, you know, it's like, is this, is this actually official Lego? And it's like at the very end, it had the Lego wow. dial card. I'm like, I'll wow, sure the Lego okay. group. Yeah. 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 And it's on uh, Switch, Windows, and iOS and Mac OS. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think it even has like, you know, um, I remember seeing, I think for the Windows, it has RTX capability. So it's like, man, I mean, they went all, it's, you know, like, again, it, it's that photorealism look to it. So I'm thinking the RTX, you know, helps with that. But it was like, wow, okay. Wow, I might have to get this for the kids. I mean, me. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that's awesome. Um, cool. Yeah. Let's get to Snooze Fest number and, one. And, and then, yeah. So, it, like, again, like it wasn't much. It was like okay, okay, you know, we'll see. And the first big, you know, uh, thing was Ubisoft uh, was oh. the big, hi- yeah, I say highlight uh, on on uh, Saturday. Although there was one more, but we'll get to that. But, I call oh, it everything my. not to do. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, oh it was it, it it was like the worst thing to watch. And, and we 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 watched it live on Saturday. Yeah, that was rough. Um, oh my goodness, it was just like. <sighs> Oh, wake me up when it's over. <laughs> uh, it was bad. Like they I, again, you you have it right. Um, although I I would call it out slightly differently. Uh, Nick puts it down as eight games. Only one had any interest to know more, and really the only interest I have in that one is a question, which we'll get to. I literally <laughs> forgot. I forgot everything else they showed except for this one, and the chat in Nick's stream said it all. Like, they revealed Avatar Frontiers of Pandora coming in 2022. Myself and pretty much everyone in Nick's stream was like, WTF? People still give a shit about Avatar? Well, well, as, as I looked into it, apparently the movie is also coming out at the end of 2022. Uh-huh. Um, so I've Avatar. heard that before. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, <laughs> it's it's ske- that, that's the supposed schedule. So it looks to be probably a movie tie-in. Um, but yeah, it's just like uh, I don't know. I mean, like I'll, yeah, I'll I'll probably watch the movie. I enjoyed the first one. I'll probably watch the second because mm-hmm. I know you know speaking of Cameron, he 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 went to the Challenger Deep and he apparently took footage for. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see that. You know, Avatar two. Um, yeah. So it's like I'll watch it. It's not like I won't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna not watch but, it. But it's just one of those like, it's like, like, are, are we supposed to be hyped for this? Because I'm, I'm really not hyped. Like we haven't seen Avatar shit game. about yeah. the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like uh... <laughs> there hasn't been a single squirt of like anything from that movie. From like, oh hey, you know, uh, Avatar is coming out in like a year. No, there's been nothing. And then we see this game coming out, and everybody in the channel's like. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, well, really? I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, what was it? It came out. Yeah, it came out in two thousand nine. So it's been you know you know twelve years now since the movie came out, and it's just like it's not you know it's not blowing things away. It's not like Star Wars. I or was something, supple you know? and young when that movie came out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't get the crazy. Like again, we were talking about it in chat. It's like I don't get the craze for it because I mean there, you know there's like the Disneyland. You know Disney did a thing with it. That, I, mean, yeah. I mean I guess they still have a park section for it. But of course, well the the kicker to me is like they completely not abandon it, but like as soon as they got you know, they were gonna make a huge like Avatar Land. It's gonna be this ne- next big thing. And then as soon as they got the Star Wars license. Boom! Everything Boom. pivoted to Star Wars. Pandora. <laughs> like, forget Pandora. Like it's obviously it's still there. I think it's like part of the Animal Kingdom. So it's like, like okay, I hear you can get breakfast there somewhere. Yeah, it's like a clever tie into the animal aspects. Like I get that, but it's like it's like what are you doing with this? Like what is this? <laughs> and it, and to me, it's like now it's the race. It's the great race. It's the the cannonball run. Who's gonna finish their series before they die? <laughs> George R R Martin. Or James Cameron. Oh my goodness! 
<laughs> who will live and who will die? <laughs> oh my word! Oh, oh. So yeah, that like, and, and and I have to say, for the other eight games or seven games, what Ubisoft I think did really wrong. I, I don't know, like, yeah, like it, just like the, everything from the presentation, like, and, and the thing is, like, throughout the rest of E three, every time one of these games, like, so Far Cry was was one of the games they they debuted. Uh, Far Cry Six, obviously, you know, yeah. they're, they're they're pushing the new one. But every time it showed up in every other segment, it always like kind of looked this like next, you know, not next generation, it looked ge- a generation old to, to like almost two generations old. Yeah, and it was jumpy reason. dev cuts. Yeah, uh, well, you know, th- yeah, definitely for like the rest of the the stuff they they showed, it's just like, like oh my god, what is going on? Like the, the worst I thought uh, of the of the sections was um, the Rainbow Six, uh, formerly called Quarantine, now called Extraction. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was just like, and it was indicative of like the entire thing where they, it was all what, what we dubbed a dev cameras. So basically, it's like, yeah, these aren't natural in game shots. It's not, you know, views from the players. It's like, you know, the devs have a camera and they've stuck it in the corner of a room. And it's like, yeah, you got a great view of the room and what's going on. But it's like, you have no idea how this actually plays. Like, all you're seeing, like, people running in. Now, it's like, obviously, if you've played Rainbow Six Siege, you, you, you know how it plays. Yeah, it's like, I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, like it's not it for whatever reason the way it was put together it was just not conveying it like i, I and was like, then I was they like did that for like 15 minutes oh, yeah. yeah it went on forever on the same game it's like okay i would have cut this short like by about at least half if not more if not more and Spice it's like it up a little bit come on <laughs> i'm like you have literally in your preview managed to bore the shit out of me with this game where it's like yeah this just looks like every other fucking shooter and i'm not interested at all yeah it, and it, it, it wasn't exclusive to us like i, I kind of like is, is it just like is it just me is it just us and it was like no like no like the, the general consensus was it was boring dude <laughs> was, everybody in your channel it was just like z's okay <laughs> next like and i'll give you a hint y'all like if you haven't caught it by this podcast we are the sunshiny optimism of the gaming world <laughs> we are. like Nick and I can find something good in anything and celebrate the shit out of it. This, like, I'm telling you, dude, like, I just walked away from that and I'm like, well, if I'm ever in a company that's doing a conference, I'm going to tell them exactly what not to do. Watch (laughs) Ubisoft. And you brought up a hell of a point. They didn't even talk about their new play model. Yeah, I, I that was that was the kicker. It's like yeah, going into it, I think I mentioned like what I what I was hoping to see or expecting to see prior to, and that was one of the things. Like I thought they're gonna talk about like this new play model that we you know we talked about, and they they talked about like they released I don't know two three months ago now. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, they're going to a free to play model. It's gonna be around like Homefront slash Division, uh, or it's it's gonna be called Homefront, but it's around the the Division, uh, Division Two, um, uh, world. Um, and, but they, they, nothing at Zippo on it. It's like, really? Like this is supposed to be your next big thing and you're not even talking about it. Like it's gotta be years off. That's the case. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I, I, it's either, it's either years off or they just said, fuck it. We can't compete with game pass. And they're right. (laughs) Look, EA even just threw their fucking hat and said, you know what? We're going to jump on the game pass trade and you can have some of our shit. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Like oh, yeah, yeah. It, just, it, just it, stop. 
it was it was bad now devolver digital you know obviously they're more on you know the yeah i'd say on the indie side of things i love them so much uh, like totally wacky had you know chili cheese dogs everywhere <laughs> I, I love them so much like no matter what you're always going to be entertained <laughs> During a Devolver Digital. Oh, oh, yeah. And ultimately, they were the winners of Saturday, at least. It's like, yeah, they at least had some interesting titles. Uh, I called out three Trek to Yomi, uh, which I think was kind of like a almost like a Ghost of Tsushima style. Yeah, that looked interesting. Um, Fan of Abyss. I have to look that up again. I wrote it down. Uh, apparently, it's coming soon. Uh, I think. What is, let me look at it. No, oh. apparently, it's out already. Fan of Abyss. Yeah, let me. What was Phantom? Abyss? No, you said June of twenty-two. I thought it was June twenty-second. Never mind. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh! That's what this was. Um, this was interesting. It was kind of like an Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Uh, oh, that loving cool. style thing, and you could compete against either yourself or other players, and you see them as like ghosts or whatever. Uh, and this is like, how far can you make it into like the, you know, the trap filled, you know, dungeon, whatever that actually looked pretty cool. Oh, and it's already out. It's out in early access. Okay. So it was, yeah. So yeah, I think if I, I put June, if I put like a month and, and a day, it, I think that's the date. So yeah, I think it came out, you know, two weeks ago now. Oh, wow. And it's got a nine of 10 on steam on about a thousand reviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We're going to have to play this one really soon. This yeah, looks it, it, really it looked pretty good. fun. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll have to play that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the the last one I marked down was called A Death's Door. Uh, let me bring this up real quick and try. And I think this is an RPG. What is this? Gee, uh, bring it up. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, it was, oh, isometric style. Uh, yeah, it, it just kind of looked like a, a. It was very you know neat art style to it. Uh, isometric style, I think RPG adventure. Um, it, you know, it just looked interesting, uh, for whatever reason. So. Oh, and this, this is already out too. Uh, oh, coming in two weeks, July 20th. Oh, I thought so. it said June 20th. Never mind. Al can't read. So, so, uh. so coming to that, I'll give, I'll give Devolver Digital, like, I think most of the things they showed were actually very, very, like, coming eminently or at least within the year. And so, relatively intriguing. Yeah. 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 It was like, okay. It at least made the right art. I'd like to see a little more on it. Uh, but it's yeah. like, okay, look, looked interesting enough. Um, and, and again, that's why they kind of won, you know, the Saturday, because again, a lot of the stuff was like, for the most part coming out this year or very eminent, all the Ubisoft stuff, I don't think it's even coming out this year. No, it wasn't. And it, it was just like, oh, dude, you guys should have just stayed home. Yeah, yeah, it was um, like, it, 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 it was bad. Like nothing, it was no, bad. no teases, you know, it's like, I have no problem. You're like, again, the avatar was enough of a tease. Like, oh, that looks yeah, interesting. Like, I'd right. like to know more, you know, you know, all right. Color me interested. You know, it's made the right art, but you know, it's like, come on, Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, but, and like you have Gearbox next, I would say, I would totally agree. Tribes of Midgard, I've been following for a while. Oh, yeah. It, um, yeah. In terms of, yeah, Gearbox, it wasn't anything to write home about. They were kind of debuting stuff from the um, uh, Borderlands set. Um, I, I, Again, I'm kind of early dubbing it as uh, like you know, Jumanji in space probably is. is yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. I'll probably watch it. Don't get me wrong, but it's like mm, I'm getting that kind of a vibe out of it. I'm hoping it's like Sahara style fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm hoping give me, for. Give me like, cheese. Give me fun. I'm all on board. Yeah, like I'm all on board with that. Uh, again, mo for the most part, nothing really out of here, box. But but uh, Tribes of Midgard was originally kind of like their own indie thing. I've uh, been following me about four or five years since uh, I saw him back in PAX. I think it was PAX East about four or five years ago. Oh, really? Um, 
but they got the yeah they're using gearbox gearbox is acting as a publisher for them which i think gotcha. is great it's fantastic uh but yeah lo- heavily looking forward this is coming out at the end of the month july 27th which means I'm, it'll be on game pass uh will it aren't gearbox part of xbox uh I th- or maybe not yeah well they might their games might be on there but i don't know if it'll necessarily oh, i know gearbox is like gears of wars right and uh uh no wait no no, no. no. uh yeah, gears of war is um it's like the it's ep- or not epic uh it's the cliff blazinski oh yeah you're right you know you're right that fuck that's two different things my bad yeah. people different, different, don't listen different. To me. you're yeah i mean gearbox stuff may end up on I, I mean you wouldn't be surprised but i don't think it's a day one uh thing i'm, I'm yeah, gonna be yeah, no, right. via steam uh myself um uh, yeah, yeah no i'll be grabbing that because i i've been following i was following that one pretty intensely like you said about four or five years ago yeah. i kind of forgot about it so yeah, it's the beta's on and off coming out. but yeah it's it's looking fantastic like just to see this game grow over time from you know like you had this little shabby village and they only had like one giant to now it's like they have all sorts of giants from the you know the north mythos it looks dope and like yeah like you could really upgrade your village now and it's like oh man it's it's come such a long way and i think you can have up to eight people uh uh in your party at a time uh, yeah it's, it's all co-op too so it's not like it's not a versus thing you know so it's like you know just get everyone yeah, together no, it looks great save your village it, you know, it's definitely one you keep a lookout for yeah for um, sure and then we get to the big winner then we sunday. get to the sunday and i think all of e3 winner a huge mega winner Dude, <laughs> killing it. you know what you can talk in you know i i have a playstation 5 i love my playstation ecosystem but at this point in the generation war, we'll just say Microsoft is coming out fucking swinging. Oh, you know, like hands down. Now, obviously, they're also kind of sucking everything up because they had Bethesda, obviously Microsoft itself, and slash Xbox. So it's they like learned they, they had a lot to show. We uh, did crack down three. Didn't work so well. Let's <laughs> buy these motherfuckers. Let's buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it's gonna be like EA. Don't 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 crap on a good thing here. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, so many, so many, so many highlights. Uh, let's just go to some of the big ones. Uh, Starfield trailer looks great. No gameplay, but it, they did confirm it is an exclusive. I think you and I called this months ago. Yep, yep. Um, it, I, I knew when they bought Bethesda, there was it's no way, yeah, no way in hell or shit water that it wasn't going to be an exclusive. Um, Stalker 2. Um, so on board for that like it, it looks sharp and you know beautiful and, uh, like i played a little bit of stock water and, it, and and it's a rough game to play <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard to play the old one but now but i do remember playing that when it came out new and it was a little rough yeah. then let's be fair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, it's, an old, it's an older game so you know i'll give it that this though looked really visually oh, stunning had that so metro exodus you know visual feel to it um you know very much that visual storytelling so I'm eager to see how how ultimately is this going to play? Is it, it going to, you know, because I, I, if I remember correctly, Stalker One was a lot of, you know, unfortunately a lot of reading, and I think that's that's probably yeah. what made it very clunky because you'd be like, you know, it's like you have to spend, you know, reading paragraphs and like the enemies are bearing down on you. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it seems like they're kind of, you know, again, I'm using Metro Exodus as an example where they have that visual storytelling style where you're just, you know, not to say along for the ride, but it's like, yeah. you know, the characters will talk to you and, and kind of help with that exposition. I'm eager to see where this goes because Stalker was very much open world. Yeah. Metro Exodus, you know, started open world, but then it got very railroaded. Okay. Uh, so I'm eager to see will this kind of be <clears throat> more open world, kind of like a you know Skyrim style, where it's like kind of 
roam around, do what you want, or is it going to be, you know, railroad, you know, style Metro Exodus, uh, storytelling style, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely watching that one real closely. Back for Blood, I think we're all we're both all in on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Left for Dead, it's same creators. Those games are super fun. This has a PvP component now. Let's bring it. Uh, I think they were, you know, they are obviously like kind of the fathers of the the four v one, or you know, we'll say uh, four creators because uh, yeah, yeah I, I'll be straight up like that. It looks great. I can't wait. To, to see how good that is. Yeah. Uh, just going down the list. I want to play Sea of Thieves with you again oh, soon. Oh, my God. So th- this this was the highlight for me because it was like, okay, we kind of figured Sea of Thieves would, would do something because they've been, you know, as with they do everything, they tease the next uh, story component they like to put into the game. So they had been putting, like, these, you know, building piles at all the outposts. So it's like, okay, you know, the players kind of knew something was coming. And it was coming up on the next season. So it was like, okay, maybe they'll talk about it. And, you know, it, it kicked off. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're going to, okay, this, this is going to be the new content. And, you know, it, it, again, you could, you could watch my reaction on it. And it goes from like, why is the room always like, yeah, like I'm losing my freaking mind? Because <laughs> <laughs> not in a million years did any of us see this coming. It was always like one of those, like, oh, you know, we were, we were playing the game. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if, if Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Disney did a thing with them? But like, no way they, no way Disney would go for that. It's the perfect game for it. It, it, it absolutely is. And, and like, kudos for them. For this, like, didn't leak. What's like? No one saw this. Nobody coming. saw this coming, like, dude. Like content Nobody. creators, the insiders. No one saw this coming until that trailer dropped, and everyone's losing their freaking minds. And it's like, no way. And and it and it plays absolutely fantastic. I've I've gotten so there's there's basically five chapters to it. I've gotten through about four of them right now, and each one absolutely fantastic i mean there's you know without getting too spoilery one of them is literally you're walking around the town in the ride uh like oh my god and you see like the river like going through and they're you know there's pirates like rowing rowboating as if they're the riders you know dude sitting up on the deck fucking hanging with his beers oh yeah 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 and and, you know like it's like you can hear them and they have the music they have the sound it's like you know dead man town hotels and it's just like as if you're in the theme park ride and then also there's tons of you you know tips of the hat to actual like scenes from the movie themselves so like you know davy jones and jack sparrow and all this and it's so well put together it's like wow so rare, can I, knock that out of the park can i play that solo or do we have to at least partner uh you could play it solo um it, it, it's probably better with 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 a group but you, if you want okay. you can roll in solo and uh the first chapter is and that's the other thing uh part of it is instant so you actually can go in by yourself without being disturbed by other players and like chapter one three I think five uh, are basically all instance. Uh, chapter two is quasi instance. Um, uh, we didn't run into any players ourselves, more or less, when we did it. But uh, okay. you know, if, if people like you know follow like piggyback, they can you know kind of follow you into these like chambers or whatever. Um, but yeah, like more or less. And then that, that was the thing. Like I was wondering going into is it, it like because Disney would probably want a very curated. You know, oh yeah experience and they actually do give that to you so like it's actually very appreciative because it allows you to just enjoy the story that's oh, being dude told. i'm so stoked to play this like, oh yeah yeah like hands down we, you know it's like we, we gotta we gotta pick a night 
do some stuff. Okay, else. I was gonna say so if I like if I if I party up with you, you can go through it again, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I would love going through it again. Like I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll relive it through you know live it vicariously through. Oh, you, dude, you know, I'm so excited for the first time. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm like again to give people context. Um, Nick and I, you know, we went to the theaters. I think to see pretty much all of them mm. except for like the latter movies yeah like four um, or five it was basically yeah, like the first four three. or five like we saw the first three and i remember you know when we went and saw the first one i think you had already had the soundtrack and we oh, were just yeah, like just driving to the theater <laughs> blasting the soundtrack in that big ass car you used to drive was it a lincoln i forget that's right it was the big old skylark i think it was a big big yeah, it was a tank <laughs> but it had a good system in it and we're just driving down 33 with the windows open just blasting the shit out of that soundtrack and like that was like easily the movie of the summer for us like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah it like it was so much fun and like kind of getting to relive that again is just it's getting the blood going i can't mm-hmm. wait oh yeah oh yeah um let's let's see we'll go down the list new yakuza game all about mm-hmm. that yakuza that's fantastic series seriously people it's on game pass if you haven't played it go fucking play it <laughs> the remasters are there it's it's so good um let's just see uh, yeah, that 12 minutes, I couldn't figure out what that was, but Willem Dafoe's in it, so why not? Yeah, so, uh, like, this game intrigues me because it seems like a kind of a mystery yeah. uh, maybe puzzle game, and, and it's basically, uh, it's called 12 minutes, so this, it's just basically time loop of 12 minutes, and I'm guessing, like, somehow you're able to, you know, either manipulate things or figure things out. Willem Dafoe is one of the VAs in it, voice actors. I think he plays yeah, yeah. the detective, because uh, it's yeah, kind it of like a, a murder mystery. Um, so I'm intrigued by it because it's kind of like you know, like you're you're basically locked, you know, in a top down to this one room. So it's like, mm, how how does this play out? Yeah, how does that play this... out? Yeah. yeah so, um, see what it is. Uh, I know it's a big for the fans of the series. They announced a Psychonauts two. That's mm-hmm, a big mm-hmm. one. Uh, <laughs> Fallout seventy six. <laughs> I agree. Anytime I see that game pop up, I'm just like, whatever. Um, yeah, like I can't believe it's still like it's still, still looping along. It's like, are you serious right now? It's like it's like, it's and, and more bad. DLC is coming for it. I mean, if you play it, good for you. I like I'm I'm so burned I'm by so it. I, like every it. every time it comes up, like really, just just stop. Just put, put the game in the grave and leave it alone. Leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hades is finally coming to Xbox. That mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, you, know, you played that. That I mean, yeah, I, I still got to get around to doing that. I know it's on Game Pass, but it, it looks awesome. Oh no, it's coming too. I don't know if it's what? on already. Oh okay. Uh, uh, let me let me see. Uh, when is that coming? August thirteenth. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. Seriously, dude, you have to play that when it comes out. Like, that is the best game of last year. Probably one of the best games in the past five to ten years. It's perfection. Uh, It's super good. Um, Yep, we got a date on Diablo 2 Remaster, which is weird, because I thought I heard that was coming out in May. It's now September. Yeah, yeah. And again, another surprise. I thought this would be like a Blizzard thing, but they chose to use uh, the Xbox platform to say uh, September 23rd is when we're getting D2 Remaster. Looking forward to it. I will. I will probably be playing it then. Uh, it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. And you know, again, it's just all those those old school vibes again. Oh, totally. Um, I'm, I know uh, my buddy Jim and I in the save point. We're already talking about pulling an all nighter. Yeah, just nice. like old times. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Grounded Truman Doom update that actually came out this week. 
I'm actually tempted to check that out. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to play it uh, when it came out on Game Pass, like, months ago now, like, early release, but uh, it's come a long way, and it's a very interesting little survival game. It's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Survival. Yeah, yeah, it, like, it, and I, I, I was watching the grounded thing, and it's like, that was pretty clever how they did the, the Doom part, because, you know, people do have, like, legitimate, like, arachnophobia, even if it's... Oh, dude, there is an people. option to shut it off. Yeah, and it shuts it off, or it, and it, they become giant mushrooms as the enemy. And I'm like, yeah, bravo, bravo to that, because, like, the only other game that I know of that where you can shut off spiders is um, uh, <clears throat> Satisfactory, and yeah. it basically turns it into, like, a little... You know, instead of uh, seeing the spider, you basically see like this JPEG image of a cat running around. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's awesome. It's, it's the most awkward looking because it's just like a box, you know, running around, you know, basically covering up what would be the spider. It's just like, that's clever. But uh, yeah. but this one, it's, it's, it's not overlaid. It's actually just completely replaces the skin and it's a giant, you know, death mushroom essentially is what you're fighting instead of a spider. So it's like, yeah, I will give them kudos for that because, you know, again, some people, uh, you know, I know that it's like they are legit scared of spiders even virtually. Oh, yeah. So, so, like you know I, i'm glad to see you know some some a little bit of care being taken with that yeah no absolutely um there's some there's some more interesting games just for the sake of time i'll just briefly yeah, yeah. go over you know some quick highlights uh microsoft flight simulator is coming to xbox and game pass the end of july with a top gun free expansion free expansion that, that Dude, looks, I, no, I don't think it's any weapons i, I think because i think they do have military aircraft in already yeah but i don't think i don't know i'm not but sure it's, it's been it's, it's just flying around so i'm assuming yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be similar it's like you're gonna looks like you're gonna be able to take off from the aircraft carrier. i'm assuming land on it so it's like that'd be sweet and it's all again like you said all free so it's like i'm looking forward to it you know maybe the movie will finally come out too <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you if you haven't played uh microsoft flight simulator because you, you know you may not have a computer that can run it uh folks mm -hmm. if you have an xbox series x you've got to grab it it is revolutionary it's the only way i can describe it it's an amazing experience and it's still one i play once in a while just to like go to random spots in the world and fly around um so that's coming out forza horizon 5 oh, looks fantastic looks so fantastic like and they were they were really pushing off their photorealism tech and yeah it, it's seriously it's unbelievable like, dude it was like am i looking at a picture and all of a sudden it's like it zooms back and it's like boom no you're in a race and 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 again yeah, think i think they kicked it's either kicked off with this or maybe they ended with it but uh, i'll give them kudos again in throughout most of the microsoft thing actually for that matter their trailers or whatever they had actual gameplay it's like microsoft did it right compared to ubisoft and he's like okay it's like tease us with something give us actual gameplay oh yeah microsoft showed you how to do it right like, that was the way to do it and, and like i think they did start with like basically dev cameras with the with, you know they kind of showed the scenery and then they pulled back and all of a sudden they locked on the car and you're watching gameplay it's like it yes, was nuts you. dude it was nuts so that looks great redfall super intriguing a vampire kind of left for dead um, I'm definitely keeping my eye on that one. Yeah, oh, and no Outer... gameplay, it was just a trailer. So yeah, just like, a trailer, nothing big. More actual of how, how it works, but he's like, okay, color me intrigued. And I, I'd say the final two, kind of before we move on, let me just look and see if... Uh, oh, there is some stuff to talk about, so we'll move very quickly. Uh, Age of Empires 4 is coming. Looks Ooh. great. <laughs> Looks really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Outer Worlds 2. This uh, was hilarious. I, like, watching the trailer for this, again, no gameplay, but... In the like, outer world's humor, like, like yeah. who like, didn't see this coming? Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> like what, 
what game is this? Like the, the you know, it's all tongue in cheek, and then it, it pulls back to the moon. It's like, oh, okay, bravo, okay, Obsidian, well done. I'm, I'm signing up for Outer Worlds too. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let's see. We'll just talk quickly on Square Enix. There's a lot of Marvel stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy. It looked interesting. I wouldn't say it got me like super super excited. Um, yeah, like I mean, it looked like you know, if you played Marvel Avengers, it looked like that yeah, same same shit. Except- guardians of the galaxy you know skin so yeah. if you like that go for it go uh, for it i'm probably gonna wait for like a discount or like i don't think any square enix shows up on gate pass so it's like it'll have to be a deep discount before i pick up something like that yeah i'd say the biggest what the fuck moment for me was the final fantasy origins or whatever the final fantasy one remake was uh where it's like the final fantasy 15 graphics but like a retelling of the final fantasy one story really yeah, remember that one? Like, I hate chaos. Like, you don't oh. remember? Oh, wait, wait, was that in this one? Was that this one, or did it come after? It's been a long month. No, no, because I think there was there was something. I think it was Babylon's Fall. I think I think that's what it was. It, it was like, I hate, yeah, it's like I think Babylon's Fall was like, I hate chaos. The chaos. No, 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 no. Th- this this was. Uh, let me get you the name of it. If you okay. missed this one, oh, maybe I watch it. it for the ultimate cheese. Uh, Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Okay. Uh, This was one of the ones, oh, they revealed in the Square Enix Presents Summer Showcase. Okay. It is a new version of the original Final Fantasy, like, a retelling of the whole story. And, like, I had to laugh, because, like, the original Final Fantasy, it's, there are four light warriors, (laughs) each for the corresponding elements. In this one, there are three. And it's like, okay. Hmm. You're missing right. one. <laughs> uh, and the trailer is kind of funny. I was just like, all right. I mean, I'll play that okay. story again any day. I was just like, this little kind of wonky. Um, but there, you know, speaking of one, there is now a remaster of Final Fantasy 1 through 6. Caution on that. Caution on uh, that. I did see that, but it, okay. it, it, they didn't call it a remaster. They called it like a repixeling or something like that. Okay. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was one that gave me pause. Because it's like, dude, are they just putting that shit through the Eagle engine that I do in emulators, and they're going to fucking package it and resell it to me? So I'm keeping a close eye on that one. Granted, uh, okay. I uh, will buy it. A pixel, just... Yeah, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster with... Uh, <clears throat> I think Steam's coming soon. So, yeah, that that was my question going in. Because you're talking about the same thing that happened to Final Fantasy VI, where like, they screwed over the... the sprites and the main chrono system. trigger they, they totally yeah, shit yeah. on that they did, yeah they did the same thing that is, is that the same thing that's happening here i'm wondering i'm wondering so i'm keeping i i don't know like they didn't they just showed clips of each game it's like yeah yeah okay. they, it was so fast and like didn't give a good sense of like it looked the same it, it looked didn't. exactly the same <laughs> so i'm hoping that's the case like uh, and i think i i'm, I'm trying to find it but you know, i, I want to say i think I, I was looking this up because that was my main concern it's like i hope they don't do what they did to final fantasy 6 slash kona trigger where they, they they literally did screw with the sprites that made them like bigger and they're they're not they the just same. butchered it it was bad it was broken it was buggy as all get out um but apparently they are removing that version from steam like like and i think all stores like it's, it's basically like you know that you know you'll no longer be able to purchase slash download after a certain date in preparation for this so i don't know if they're doing the same treatment or if if like what i would like to see is just a plane get it to work 
Yeah. Don't mess with anything. Give me, give me, just the give me the game again and let me play it on my computer legally. Absolutely. I'm happy with that. Because it's like basically I played Final Fantasy one and six slash American three. I haven't played any, you know any of the others. I haven't played. Two, oh, and three, they're so four, good. Oh, they're so good. And I, you know, I mean, I have the soundtracks from from Nobio. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to like, okay, let me see what these are like. You know, you know, I say remastered, but you know, ported over and and whatnot, and like, let me play them. Like, and 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 they're all together. So it's like, yeah. it has me excited. So again, as long as they don't mess with it, I'm all yeah. on board. Yep, I'm gonna watch for reviews on day one, and then probably buy it as long as it's not a total dumpster fire. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. I think I'm just looking over the list because there's so many other good things. We might have to split this into two because there's a lot more I do want to talk about. Sure. Here. Um. Oh my god! Even Nintendo showcase because I would give Nintendo the uh, second place award. I thought they oh, did yeah. very yeah, well. Yeah, they, they actually came out with a pretty good good measure. I wasn't expecting a lot from them, but but yeah, I, probably again because yeah, and this is kind of a theme for the entire show. Obviously, we, you know, recognize that. You know, the pandemic set a lot of things back. Like, you know, oh, yeah. th- I think as a whole, a lot of the game studios were being very, very conservative. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Ubisoft <laughs> probably being the most. <laughs> maybe, maybe, well, no, take it back. Probably, maybe Sony, because they didn't, even, you know, they haven't even Sony shown was up. Like, Fuck it, we ain't even showing up. Like, where is Sony in all this? Like, you know, Sony, you know, obviously Sony left E3, I think, three years ago now. Yeah, they may. Um, but they but, haven't even done their own thing yet. Have yeah, they? they haven't done their yeah, uh, whatever Sony. Uh, I keep I keep calling like the, the Nintendo Direct equivalent because that's what it is. Yeah, like yeah. Nintendo's got the tree fort. Sony's got like yeah. the snow fort or whatever yeah. it is. I don't, it, 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 I, I don't know what the name is like, but the yeah, no, no announcement of that. Like the, now, there is supposed to be an EA three uh, EA EA uh, E three program in july it's like july 22nd i think so which yeah. is a little odd because they, they kind of offset it but they, they did intermix enough i think you know again revealing talking about battlefield um i think a few other <laughs> ea titles but oh yeah no i'll always jump in an ea deep dive. yeah but but yeah, at least they, they announced like hey we have this thing happening within a relative time frame of the summer like sony is still like just you know we've heard nothing you know, bueller 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 <laughs> yeah no i'm with you it'll be interesting to see so i think what we'll do um and and just on what you were saying, as far as you know, acknowledging the pandemic, uh, the great mm-hmm. Captain Mike from Bad Fitter, Fighter Figures uh, podcast nailed it. He's like, uh, 2021, the year of the game delay, and yeah. he said that back in last November. He's like, get mm-hmm. ready for it. That's how it's going to be, and he was right. You know, it's just it's going to happen, um, and it's going to impact a lot of the stuff that's coming out. I will just say before we end, probably. <clears throat> One of the ones that filled me like just with complete excitement was Nintendo's surprise of Metroid Dread. That dude, like you can give me a 2D Metroid any day, and it's yes. like, give me it, just give me it. Take my goddamn money. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they were talking about five, but it's like, mm. yeah, it's like give me that 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 2D. Oh, give me that 2D any day. Like, and again, I'm a little bummed because I know it'll be locked in Nintendo, so it's like, oh, I'm going to have to break down and, and you know, at least get a oh, Switch or something. there's some great Just games on the Switch, yo. brother. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, I'll finally break down and do it because, like, that that would be one to, you know, makes me, okay, it's like, I got to yeah. get it. At least for that, there's a, plenty of back library to, to you know, do other stuff, do, you know, like uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. That's, you know, I do want to play that. That looked intriguing. So it's like, mm, that might be enough to do it. Oh yeah, dude! Breath of the Wild's fantastic. I just started playing it like a month ago. It's really good. I play that before bed. Um, 
But all right, folks, uh, we are going to tie up episode 76 here. We are going to talk more E3 next time just because there there was a lot of other stuff that I thought is definitely worth highlighting. And obviously any new news that develops between now and, and a couple weeks, um, we'll go over that as well as usual. But um, again, I just want to say a very big thank you to Neil Halford. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for just thinking of us bringing on the panel easily one of the highlights of my summer outside of like vacation with the family and stuff it was just so much fun uh to sit and obviously you know any chance chatting with you nick is a great time but like oh, it was fun yeah just getting to hang out and and talk with neil again i was just like neil's like who's your you know some five of your favorite what was it like game designers or something like that or no, what was your like big? Oh, what was your podcast <laughs> big guest? Like, like, you can't say me. me. <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm like, well, god damn it, Neil. <laughs> no, seriously, go watch the um, the the recording of our panel. It was so much fun. The panelists are all super awesome, super talented. Their shows are great. Like, check them out. Listen to their shows, and uh, we hope you enjoy that panel. Um, from that point, uh, again, if you want to hang out and interact with us, we really encourage you to, A, uh, leave a review on iTunes. Um, they really, really help us out. They help get, you know, the word out for us. Um, so always encourage you all to do that. And um, we also encourage you, please, give us a call. Uh, call in the voicemail line. It's uh, 610-810-1654. Talk games with us. We're happy to, like, like, Take your input and, uh, you know, what did you like from E3? What did you dislike? Uh, what are you most excited about over the next few months? There's a lot of cool stuff coming. And uh, we always talk about what we like, but we'd love to hear what you like. So give the voicemail line a call at 610-810-1654 and tell us what you're looking forward to. Um, other than that, just going to give some shout-outs. Obviously, big thank you to the fans. Uh, you're a big reason we even got considered to go on a panel, so thank you all very much. Uh, for listening and spreading the word. Our boys over at Bad Fodder Figures, I love you guys. Uh, they, they, they have also switched to live stream recording, so again, we'll just kind of follow in their footsteps and do what they do. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, but we, <laughs> we're definitely looking into going to a live format, but you can actually hang out and chill with the Bad Fodder Figures every week on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Um, they do a great live stream. Mike, uh, Matt, and Eric are just awesome to listen to they're super funny and just really insightful on the games that they're playing the stuff that they like and just they're fun it's a fun cast to listen to and laugh your ass off um tap the craft craft brewing podcast there's still you know danny loose just has a great great show over there if you're into craft beer check it out uh in general that will tie up our shout outs if you want to hang out with us outside of the voicemail line, come on over to the Save Point in Facebook at tiny.cc slash savepoint. And I gotta say, Nick, in the Neil panel, that is the thing that was running through my mind when Steve Garrett was like, and I didn't name this right, and I'm like, we should have just fucking called it the Retro Reds. But, <laughs> that's alright. The Save Point's stuck. We have a big group in there. We love you all. And uh, come join the other Save Pointers at tiny.cc slash savepoint. Uh, you can email us, theretrorents, at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at theretrorents. I am at retrorentsal. And Nick is at Black Eagle Ops. And that wraps it up for episode 76. And until next time, as always, folks, have fun, play games, get your shot, and don't be dicks. Peace. 
see ya! Alright, let's see if he listens, Nick. Let's see if he <laughs> listens. You gonna be an asshole, Craig? You gonna be an he, asshole? He's been sober the whole <laughs> podcast. 